In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. Today we commemorate and present the Gospel from Matthew. It is the Sunday of judgment as it is known in one of its expressions or meat fair Sunday because it is the last Sunday as we once again begin Lent a week from tomorrow that our fasting guidelines remind us to eliminate meat from our diets for this period of great Lent. But it's also known as the gospel of love even though it doesn't necessarily mention that or refer to that in it, in the words from the Gospel of Matthew, but because it is indeed in love, in divine love, that judgment, that this understanding of judgment is presented. Father Stavros Akrotidinakis, a priest in Florida, who has a wonderful daily blog and has written a couple of books uh, about the Lenten period uh, and also the Nativity Fast, the Lenten Fast uh, of Holy Pascha and the Nativity Fast. And he offers that there are three lessons from this gospel and I'd like to discuss them or offer them today to remind us about this gospel. He says, the first, is that when we die, we will all face a judgment before God as to whether we are worthy to, as the gospel says, inherit the kingdom prepared from the foundation of the world. He says that this judgment is either overstated because we see this oftentimes presented about hellfire raining from above and brimstone on everyone, or it's understated that God is simply going to rubber stamp everyone and let everybody enter into his glory, into the kingdom of heaven. There are others I'm sure that would say it's assured. Surely I'm going to heaven as if uh, there's no judgment at all, that everyone will be restored or returned to the Father, to heavenly kingdom. But what we can say for sure, if we are listening or reading, or if we are followers of Christ and believe in what our faith teaches us, that there will be a judgment and that those whom God deems worthy, not who we say is or isn't, but who God deems worthy. And I think this is something that we often forget because we put ourselves in the place of God. And I think that that's, you know, as, as hopefully you remember the previous weeks, that is the message of some of the gospel passages, like the publican and the Pharisee. Or even the older brother, as it relates to his younger brother, the prodigal. That we put ourselves in this position of deciding or determining who is worthy and who is not. 
So how merciful or how judgmental is God going to be? And Father Stavros says, for those who think that God will admit everyone, for instance, God wouldn't discriminate, would he? The answer is clearly that he will not admit everyone, only those that he, not we, has deemed worthy. And so the gospel is presented about our Lord's words to those who want to receive this message with an open heart, that our judgment would be based not only on our beliefs, but our actions. Christianity is a faith of action, not only or not primarily a faith of theory or theology. It's a faith of action. And the most basic action that we, as followers of Christ, can express is love. And that's why this gospel, in one of its understandings, is known as the gospel of love. When we desire to honor and to serve God, it is indeed our call to do so by honoring and serving and loving others. It's an action. It's not just something that we say, that we talk about, that we read about. It's an action on our part. And there are some specific actions that Christ asks us to take. Those are enumerated in this gospel. To feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to welcome the stranger, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick, to come to those that are in prison, that those that are incarcerated, those that are in prison. When we are to feed those who are hungry, it certainly is to feed those who are literally hungry. Donating food or going to serve food to those who are in need. But it's also to give encouraging and loving words and guidance to those who are hungry for these things. For those who are hungry to feel wanted. To those who are hungry that want to feel loved. We are to give drink to those who are thirsty. Thirsty for knowledge. Thirsty for knowledge of God. Thirsty for knowledge to be able to take care of themselves. We are to welcome the stranger. Not only those that we welcome here in our church today, but those who may be new to where we live, new to where we work, or even those who we come across in our daily life. We are to clothe the naked, giving clothes to those, as we know, who are in need, especially when it is cold outside, but also to clothe them with a sense of self, self-worth, self-esteem, confidence, to clothe them with these that help them to be able to live a life 
in its fullness. We are to visit the sick. Of course, this is easy to understand. Visiting those who are in the hospital or in home, at home who are sick. We are to come to those in prison. This is an area where it is more difficult for us because of the inability to go visit at times because of the requirements that you have to do. But we can support things like our prison ministry. Or we can write to those who are incarcerated. We can pray for those who are in prison. These are all actions that show love for others and bring God's love to others. There's a quote that I've offered before and, and I want to express this or to tell you this again. There's a grocer by the name of Frank Outlaw and he has this quote that ties this together for us as to how we should offer our response to this gospel. He says, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. It's the very same thing that our Lord is saying in this gospel. Your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your character, your character becomes your destiny. And the way we relate to each other is our response to the divine love that he has given us, the mercy and the compassion that he offers to us is to be expressed in the way we treat one another. The inactions of the unrighteous become habits as well. So much that when Christ confronted them, as we heard in this gospel, about not serving him because they did not serve others, they didn't realize that they were being indifferent to others. And that by doing so, they were indifferent to him. The habits of both the righteous and the unrighteous shape not only their character, but their destiny. And this is the third lesson, as Father Stavros points out. We should build up good habits when it comes to serving others, because service to others and love for others will become as natural for us, as he points out, as breathing. We don't even think about it. Building and maintaining habits, building and maintaining godly habits will shape godly character, which will lead to eternal destiny, will lead to a restoration and a reunion with God. When you come down to the earth, O oh God, in your glory, all things will cower tremulous and a river of fire will draw before your judgment seat. The books will be opened, and public knowledge will things hidden be. Rescue me, then I pray, from unquenchable fire, and count me worthy to stand at your right hand, O you, the most righteous judge. Amen.